Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest uh, with us today, Kenny Warwick. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I know you are pretty busy. Would you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So I, uh, I'm a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. Howard University. Yes, sir. Um, and now I work for ExxonMobil, mm-hmm. and I'm the vice president of engineering for ExxonMobil Research and Engineering Company. Yes, sir. So I've had 39 plus years in ExxonMobil. Wow. So you're originally from Jamaica. Yes. How long you stayed? How long you spent in Jamaica? What age did you came in the U.S.? At 18. At 18. When wow. I went to Howard University. Wow, that's amazing. So, what? Why did you come to the U.S.? It was really trying to decide uh, where I wanted to get my degree. So I had a choice of uh, universities in the U.S. or staying in the, the West Indies, and I chose to go to Howard because uh, it had a, a strong Jamaican connection. So it was easier to assimilate there. Yes, sir. So you came here in Howard, even though Jamaica, they speak English in Jamaica. How did you feel like you were behind the competition as far as education here? Uh, not, not at all. Uh, if you're familiar with the British system, mm-hmm. you get your high school diploma at 16 and you stay and uh, do advanced classes for two years after high school. Yes, sir. So when I went to college, I was probably uh, more prepared than the typical U.S. student because I had a much deeper uh, curriculum on maths, phys- physics, and chemistry. Yes, sir. Probably very equivalent to what our AP classes today, but uh, back then, I'm not sure how many folks had the option to take AP classes. Yes, uh, but today, that's probably more common. Yes, sir. So uh, the adjustment and the competitiveness was pretty easy. Yes, sir. So you grew up in Jamaica, and I'm sure uh, with your parents, where was education an expectation for you or a privilege? Oh, it was an expectation. Yes, uh, both of my parents never went past high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad, in, in particular, was uh, was very supportive of anything to do with education. So if I wanted a toy, or I wanted a school book, or a calculator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know which one would win. Yes, sir. Very clear. Calculator. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. So you left home at the age of 18, and uh, I'm sure you had made so many friends, and uh, you, you, knew, you knew Jamaica, you know very well Jamaica. How hard was it for you to leave home uh, and, and come to the U.S.? What did you have yeah. to sacrifice? Nothing. It was a very easy transition. Mm-hmm. Language was not an issue. Uh, at Howard, which is a historically black college and university, mm-hmm. the assimilation was very easy. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, they have a fairly large Caribbean community. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were able to fit right into that, and that makes life a lot easier in terms of how easy it was to transition. Yes, yeah, sir. What about family? Did you have any family here? Uh, no. My, my 
parents had real good friends uh, in New York. You know, Howard's in D.C., so it was three or four hours away. And my dad had a distant cousin in D.C. that I would see occasionally, but not, not enough to where I said that made a big difference in how I felt about mm -hmm. the transition. Yes, sir. Did you always know you wanted to do engineering? No. I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> What's the change? I, my dad tried to convince me that a pilot was a highly paid bus driver. <laughs> I actually liked cars, mm -hmm. and so I wanted to be a mechanical engineer on mm -hmm. the assumption that I could design and build cars, but I never got the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. But what's your take on Elon Musk? As on? El Elon Musk, as far as... Oh, I mean, uh, he's innovative, creative, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a free thinker. Yes, sir. He's great. Yes, sir. So you, from uh, Howard University, uh, you finished in 1980, around 1980. How did you get into Exxon? I had an internship mm -hmm. in my junior year. And that internship led to uh, an offer. Okay. So it was a fast transition. So how hard was it to adapt from uh, HBCU school to uh, ExxonMobil? You know, at the time, uh, back in when I started off and when I was an intern, mm -hmm. you know, I could tell that um, the practical experience that some of my peers had relative to me was yes, probably sir. a little bit of a difference. Yes, sir. The theory we were com comparable. Yes, sir. So it took a little bit of transition, um, but ultimately, uh, you know, engineering work is engineering work, and over time, you, you you get the experiences that allow you to succeed. Mm -hmm. There are so many students, uh, especially in inner cities, who grow up. Uh, who are a little bit ahead of their peers and uh, at home their family tell them, tell them that they are the one, they're supposed to go get education and help their family out of their poverty, which is great, but when they get into school, one thing they find is that everybody is like them and there's fewer people who look like them and they get intimidated and imposter syndrome. What's your advice for those students? You know, that's a very hard question. I think certainly the family structure mm -hmm. and the expectations that the family sets for you in terms of your aspirations and goals mm -hmm. is a big factor in the success of a student mm -hmm. in terms of are, are your parents or your guardians facilitating the, the rigor and discipline around study mm -hmm. and continuing to challenge you in terms of the curriculum that you take while in school. And to me that's a big first step that's very necessary to be successful. Yes, sir. If you don't have that, then you're really relying on quote unquote the system to mm -hmm. help you through, which is not impossible, mm -hmm. but a little bit harder. So the counselors, the teachers uh, that have an interest in your success mm -hmm. can be really helpful in terms of the direction that you take. So what I would encourage people is if you don't have the family side of the infrastructure, is to really ask the, the teachers and the counselors. And in most cases, if you're willing, they're gonna be willing. Yes, if you demonstrate initiative, they will help. But then you have to commit to do what's necessary to be successful. And I would say today, with the amount of information that's available to you, is search, ask questions, and uh, you'd be surprised what's available. Yes, sir. Uh, many students have this kind of idea that science majors, engineering, medicine, stuff like that is not something like them. They do not have role model or people they see 
uh, who do these things. That's why many people turn to want to wanting to be the next NFL star, NBA star, and all of that. What, why do you think should be? What are some solutions that we can do to increase uh, popularity of science majors? So I'm a big advocate for STEM fields, mm -hmm. and the reason I am a big advocate is when you think about our community, yes, sir. and you think about the earning potential mm -hmm. of somebody in the STEM field. So you take engineering, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to a four-year uh, curriculum. Mm -hmm. You get out with an engineering degree. Your starting salary as an engineer is, is fairly significant relative to some of the other disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so to me, if you're going to pull people up, you want to give them a pretty good starting point in terms of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so I always value, if I'm going to spend four years in school in one curriculum versus a STEM curriculum, the STEM curriculums tend to um, have a higher starting salary for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm a big proponent of STEM. If somebody wants to be an athlete or a pro athlete, there's nothing wrong with that. You just got to look at the odds of success. And certainly um, the amount of effort it takes to be successful mm -hmm. as a pro athlete or as a student, it's going to be the same. If somebody's committed and put the work in to be successful, they will be successful. Yes, sir. It just depends on the number of opportunities that you'll have when you're done. Yes, sir. And are you able to compete um, and be successful in, in the area that you choose? Yes, sir. But I would suggest that a pro athlete is going to spend hours and hours in the gym or in the field. Mm -hmm. And if they spend the same number of hours in whatever curriculum that they choose, they're going to be successful. Yes, right? You can't get by just by not doing the work yes, in sir. either way. Yes, sir. But then you got to determine what are the odds of success once you're done putting the work in. Yes, sir. Uh, so many st students uh, like, your, like yourself, when they came, they left home uh, at a younger age. For example, me, I left home when I was 12 to come here and uh, further my education. I was lucky I had a lot of people helping me, but many people uh, come here and have to struggle with the fact that should they start working and helping their family back home or should they get an education and uh, which will take a longer uh, return. What's some advice do you have for them or encouragement to motivate those students to pursue an education? What I would say is give yourself the opportunity to make the most money over the long term. Yes, and uh, with anything, when you talk about a career or work, you have to look at what's the potential mm -hmm. in the field that you're taking. Yes, sir. And if you are successful, are you going to be better off? And as engineers, we talk about the area under the curve. Yes, sir. Right? So part of it is, you know, looking at the amount of money that you can make in the, in the period of time mm -hmm. by investing early on in, in your, in your um, career. Yes, sir. In 1980, you started uh, working for Exxon, and today you reached the position of Vice President of Engineering under Emory, right? Correct. And uh, how hard was it to climb that mountain, to get there, especially as an African-American man? I mean, just like anybody else, I mean, I had the assignments that prepared me for advancing through the company. Yes, sir. Um, there's a lot of experiences that I had that 
prepared me well mm -hmm. to move up in the company. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, you have to be successful at every step of the way and continue to um, to contribute and create value for the company. And mm -hmm. that's the way we we develop our people. Yes, sir. Many people talk about that this career is uh, this industry is an industry worth being part of. What do you think make it an industry worth being part of? Well, we generate a product that society needs, mm -hmm. and um, energy is important to life and to development. And so, you know, we spend a lot of our time, you know, creating possibilities for people. Yes, sir. And so, depending on where you are in the world, you're going to need energy. Now, certainly, we have some challenges around the energy that we produce, and we're addressing that, and that's what you have to do. Yes, sir. If you had an advice for uh, a younger person um, in your shoes about when you just came to the U.S., what would it be? Be clear on why you're here. So you think about the college environment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents struggled to pay for my college, and you know, I had one objective. I'm not going to waste their money mm -hmm. because it was money that was hard, you know, hard-earned dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you get an opportunity to, to, to go to college here, um, realize why you're here. Mm -hmm. And that is to further your education, which in turn prepares you for a job that will generate income that you will be able to use to, to, you know, to provide for your family or whatever else that you choose to do afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you can't ever lose perspective. Yes, sir. Sometimes the transition from high school to college is a big step. Yes, and sir. you're moving away from home, you're independent, uh, you can go astray. And so you just need to be very conscious about what you're trying to do and, and mm -hmm. why you're doing it. Yes, sir. And put the effort in to be successful, right? Yes, it's an sir. investment in time. Yes, sir. So you decided to leave Jamaica at, at 18 and come to the U.S. At that point, you didn't know uh, what where life would take you. And today you are at the position you are, and I'm sure there are so many struggles and hurdles that you had to overcome to get here. What motivates you to wake up every day and chase your dreams, stay focused on your journey? Because it's fun. <laughs> um, you know, that when, you know whatever, wherever you choose to work, mm -hmm. you have to enjoy it if you're gonna really uh, be successful. And um, as engineers, we tend to solve problems. Mm -hmm. Within business, we're trying to generate earnings for our shareholders yes, sir. and that excites me and so whether you're in business for yourself or you're working for someone else I mean that that's just something that really you have to be passionate about because if not you're not going to be successful yes sir and maybe you'll even be stressed yes sir what's your favorite part about being at ExxonMobil the challenge is every day mm -hmm. both business and technical and um, that, that's just being a part of an industry where things are evolving every day and the technology is changing every day and the business environment changes every day. Yes, sir. And that just keeps you very active and, and very focused. Yes, sir. Is there anything else you would like to my audience to know? You know, I would say, you know, shoot for the sky. And, uh, you know, certainly, I, like I said earlier, I'm really, really passionate about STEM mm -hmm. because I see people that go to school sometimes, um, spend four years, come out, find a job that barely keeps them afloat. Mm -hmm. 
and they have the talent. Now granted, somebody has to be passionate about math and science to go into STEM, right? Yes, and uh, we're all wired differently. But to me, math and science just really, just think about engineering and STEM, right? What, what do we do? We're solving problems every day mm -hmm. using math or science. Yes, sir. And so even if you don't end up in oil and gas or even in engineering, the curriculum and the practices around solving problems based on data or information, you can apply in just about every field. Mm -hmm. So in my view, even if you decide not to be an engineer, the fact that you've went, have gone through that curriculum really positions you to be successful in any field that you choose to pursue. Yes, sir. And I think that's just a huge uh, leg up in terms of uh, you know, opportunities. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for giving us your time. This was good. Great. Yes, sir. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mamba Inspire You Can Do It Too podcast. We have another special guest next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. Our YouTube channel, we have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.